Good morning, my name is Reverend Kathy DeCreedy. I am a part of this congregation as an ordained deacon in this annual conference and I'm on staff part-time with the annual conference and connect here at Brexville United Methodist Church as I am able to. And I'm excited to be a part of this sermon series. Last week, Heidi began the sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes. We are searching for wisdom for these moments of life that leave us wondering. We live in an upside-down world. This sermon series takes us to the Sermon on the Mount in the fifth and sixth chapters of the book of Matthew, where Jesus is trying to turn the world right side up with new ways of living, of being in relationship, and seeing the world. Jesus is ushering in the kingdom of God to the earth as it is in heaven, because it's Jesus' dream that justice would come now, that righteousness would be discovered now, that loving all of our enemies and our friends would be realized now, and that forgiveness and grace and mercy would be ushered in now. Now. Not upon our entrance into heaven in our death and into new life eternal, but Jesus comes to his ministry, to this moment, to this community in Galilee, and to us today to understand God's ways of justice and righteousness and love and forgiveness and grace and mercy are ours for the taking right now. And our responsibility to bring to the here and the now through our actions and our interactions with the power of the Holy Spirit. So hear these words from the scriptures that we focus in on today from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. And I'm reading from the message as we talk about salt and light. The scripture says this, Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness, and you will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it, Jesus says. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as City Hall on a hill. If I make you light bearers, don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine! Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. So picture Jesus. Jesus' disciples gathered on a hillside, and Jesus has just called them from their fishing boats. And after proclaiming the Beatitudes, he says to them, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. They maybe wondered who and what he was talking about. They had only begun to follow him, right? But let's remember, 
These same folks that are listening on that hillside were likely also followers of John the Baptist before Jesus. Because John was the original ringleader of this movement, making a way for the next person to continue that movement of God and the transforming of faith and life in the world. But then John was arrested and taken away, imprisoned for his ideas and for his radical words about the government and the temple rulers. John was eventually beheaded for his words to repent or remember, remember when he called the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you brood of vipers, right before he baptized Jesus? You see, God is doing a new thing in the scriptures today, a radical thing, a thing that goes against the ways of the world thing. John was arrested, imprisoned, and killed for these protests. He was decapitated by King Herod for standing up against the status quo. And now we have Jesus on a hillside, following in those footsteps. Both John and Jesus are trying to disrupt the ways of the world. Continuing the revolution that John was ushering in, Jesus is not in the temple teaching either. He's on a hillside in Galilee. The work of God is happening outside of any temple building or place of worship. Think about this gathering and Jesus and his followers as, as a march, a peaceful protest, a gathering of people who are outsiders in their society, the vulnerable, the weak, the marginalized, the unemployed or day laborers, trying to bring these people back into community with God and a, with a community with each other and a community of love and grace and justice. These people are in a new need, a new world view. And here comes Jesus, the Son of God, fully human and fully divine, preaching about a new way of seeing the world. These are dangerous words of hope and healing and blessing. During this Sermon on the Mount series, we see Jesus in his humanness. In the book of Matthew, Jesus has not performed any miracles or healings up to this point. He is a rabbi and a teacher and a preacher. He is speaking words of wisdom and truth that have become second nature to us. For us, first time, but for the first hearers of those words, for the first century Jews, these words about salt and light and blessed be the poor are all new ways of living and are radical ways of thinking. Today, Jesus is offering you and me a new way to live in this world. Jesus is teaching and preaching, laying out some big expectations. Today, though, Jesus is using pretty simple things Salt and light. Salt preserves and brings forth flavors. Light illuminates what people need to see. And to combine the two, salt brightens up the food we eat. Do you pres preserve or strengthen God's love in this world? Do you help people to see 
God's love in action. Salt had two purposes in the Middle East of the first century, as that you were hearing these words for the first time. Because of the lack of refrigeration, and for many years to come after that, salt was used to preserve food, especially meat, which would quickly spoil in the desert environment. And then, as we've said, salt enhances and flavors food. Today, if we call someone a salty Christian, when he or she brings a little sass and truth telling to his or her call, salty Christians stand out. They are bold and courageous. They bring change and transformation to situations in this world. Salty Christians encourage the rest of us to sit up and take notice by challenging our complacency and reminding us of hope to stay the course when it gets hard. Salty Christians remind us that we need to keep protesting like John, even if it costs us our lives. To keep living out our baptismal call to resist evil and injustice in whatever forms they present themselves. Salty Christians speak out about racism. Where there is strife, we are to be peacemakers. Where there is sorrow, we are to be ministers of Christ, binding up wounds. And where there is hatred, we are to exemplify the love of God in Christ. Light-bearing Christians bring hope in darkness. They help us to see God in places that we could never imagine we might find God. Today, we are not gathered on a hillside in Galilee, but rather we're gathered in our homes, outside the temple, outside of church building and sanctuary, hearing these words about salt and light. The word of God is happening outside of the religious buildings. In his own sermon on the mount about Jesus, in his own sermon around Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, John Wesley writes that Christianity is essentially a social religion and not something just for Sunday mornings. John Wesley challenges his congregation and us today to immerse ourselves in a world, not to separate ourselves from it. Without immersing ourselves in the world, we cannot influence the lives of others, or become a force for God that God desires us to become, salt and light in this world. The force of salt and light in the world where we work, where we shop, where we walk, where we live, where we do our daily business, where we live out loud online. Wesley and early Methodists fought for children label laws, fair living wages, looking for systems of injustice around slavery and more. Today, salty and light-bearing Christians, Methodists, are fighting for racism, prison reform, alleviating poverty, and so much more. These are not optional to our faith journey as disciples of Christ. It is what Jesus declares us to do. It is part of our baptismal promise. If there is no salt, the food would spoil and decay, and people who ate it would die. If there was no light, there would be only darkness, which would lead to lots of fear, deception, isolation, and death. 
That is why Jesus uses these simple but vitally important images to speak to us today and to help us understand that this is a matter of life and death when we talk about the importance of being a Christian that is salty and a bright light to this world. The role of the Christian as salt and light in the world has become hindered through our choices of compromise— or settling to be more complacent and comfortable and convenient rather than living out what the Lord requires of us to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. When we turn away from others who need our help when we see bullying, when we support ideas that we know are deceitful and lies, when we don't let our worship or our prayer life or what scripture says impact our daily living. When our Sunday morning does not have anything to do with our Monday through Saturday life. When we resist being salt and light. When we don't make an impact in the world. When we go along with the status quo. When we post hate and divisive things on social media. Oh, we make an impact. But is that impact for Christ? And that is when, that is when it's time to repent and to lament. To be honest about the times when we've not been salty enough, when we've not been a bright enough light in the world, when we have failed to be an obedient church, when we have not done God's will, when we have broken God's laws, when we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves, the words of our communion liturgy. In everything we do, we need to be turning the world right side up and bringing the kingdom of God to the here and the now. How do we grow in our saltiness and in our light-bearing capacity? We worship in environments like this. We, we stay woke we read the newspaper in one hand and have the Bible in our other hand. I hesitated preaching this sermon on Tuesday afternoon because I know our news media changes all the time, and if there is a crisis between now and Sunday morning, who will speak about it? Be salt and light and speak about any injustice that has happened this week between 3.30 and this moment now. Be salt and light. Last Sunday was Peace with Justice Sunday in our United Methodist tradition, and I joined many 200 other folks and our Bishop Malone in Canton, Ohio, for a Peace with Justice march. We walked 8.5 miles from Crossroads United Methodist Church in downtown Canton to the North Canton East Ohio Conference Area Center, straight up Cleveland Avenue, walking a mile for every minute that Der Derek Coven kneeled on George Floyd's neck before he died. Before we began our walk, Bishop Malone challenged us to think about four things while we walked. And I think that these four ideas can help us answer the question and how we might stay salty Christians who are also light bearers in this world. She challenged us, number one, to think about what is our purpose? What is our purpose and calling in life 
or our purpose in calling for walking that day. And to stay rooted and intentional in that purpose through the accountability of friends, a worshiping community, through prayer life. And she talked about pain. What does your heart break for that also breaks God's heart? And to sit in that pain and to live in that pain and not skip over it and miss the blessing that comes from experiencing the pain. Maybe the pain of not speaking out about something, be it racism, bullying, sexism, the pain of fear and anxiety, or the pain of loneliness in your life, or doubt and neglect. But know what your pain is so that you can repent of or see that pain erased in this world. And then she talked about being a prayerful person and being rooted in prayer for that purpose and for that pain. Know that you're not alone in that fight through that pain and that God is with you and he is for you always. That you are empowered through that prayer time and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it is that prayer time and that knowing that you are rooted in something other than yourself that will keep you grounded and in the journey and in the fight. And then the last thing she challenged us with is, what is your plan? What are you going to do with your purpose your pain, and your prayers? How are you going to be a world changer, a, a salty Christian, a light bearer, someone who speaks out against injustice, and someone who learns and discovers your own biases and racism? So what is your purpose? What is your pain? What is your prayer? And what is your plan? That is being salt and light. That is the work of becoming saltier and a brighter light. That is the movement that John started, that Jesus was born for and lived into and died for. That is the movement that you signed on for when you said yes to being a follower of Jesus. It's dangerous. And the world needs to hear words of hope and light and courage from you. Are you a disturber, a waymaker, a provider of justice, and a truth teller? No matter what happens, you have to let your light shine. Don't let the things that happen in this world stop you from letting your light shine. We need to create and be different kinds of disciples than we have been in the past. We know that through this COVID pandemic that church is going to look different. We have learned new ways of being the church with technology and how church happens outside of the building and how it continues whether we're here or not. The body of Christ is not this building. It is each of you watching and responding and living as salt and light in the world. I love that this congregation has decided not to meet for a while until things change or that they understand that you all understand that this is the body of Christ bigger than this space. Being a Christ follower in the world needs to look differently than it has in the past, too. 
Too much is happening in the world that needs salt and light of Christ. Because of what's happening in the world with racism and Black Lives Matter, because of what's happening in the world with sexism and the Me Too movement, because of what is happening in the world with climate justice, healthcare justice, and disparities in access to care that we've seen in this COVID pandemic, more and more, we need to be salty and saltier and light bearers in brighter ways than ever before because enough is enough. We need to be radically compassionate, radically vocal, salty in our anger, a light in our remorse and our guilt, radical in our actions, salty in our sadness and lament and repent, and a light in our complacency. Because as the scriptures say today, be generous with your lives. Because by opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God. Amen. I would invite you now to join me in the reading of our social creed that can be viewed in the bulletin or along your video live stream today. And then I would invite you to look back at these words later this week or today with your friends or your family and have some conversation about what you will be reading in this creed and how you have been or not been salt and light in the living out of these words. And then make a plan for how you might live out these words in the future in saltier and brighter ways. Join me in the reading of the United Methodist Social Creed together now. We believe in God, creator of the world, and in Jesus Christ, the redeemer of creation. We believe in the Holy Spirit, through whom we acknowledge God's gifts, and we repent of our sin in misusing these gifts to idolatrous ends. We affirm the natural world as God's handiwork and dedicate ourselves to its preservation, enhancements, and faithful use by humankind. We joyfully receive for ourselves and others the blessing of community, sexuality, marriage, and the family. We commit ourselves to the rights of men, women, children, youth, young adults, and the aging, and people with disabilities, to improvement of the quality of life, and to the rights and dignity of all persons. We believe in the right and duty of persons to work for the glory of God and the good of themselves and others, and in the protection of their welfare in doing so, in the rights to property as a trust from God, collective bargaining, and responsible consumption, and in the elimination of economic and social distress. We dedicate ourselves to peace throughout the world, to, to the rule of justice and law, among nations, and to individual freedom for all people of the world.
We believe in the present and final triumph of God's word in human affairs and gladly accept our commission to manifest the life of the gospel in the world. Amen.